going on, everybody? Welcome to the UGA Sports Sunday Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined, as always, by Jason Butt and Ben Choppy Bachman. We've got a special guest from the jump here, Eddie from Ackworth. He's going to be with us for uh, at least uh, a good portion of the show, as uh, you guys have really... So we did a player draft, guys, and that that went over really well. Uh, Ben said he won. Jason said he won. Nobody said I won, but it's okay. Um, And you guys asked us to do a coach's draft under Kirby Smart. So every coach under Kirby Smart. So we'll get into that. Before we get into that, though, guys, uh, and I want you guys to be participating as well in the chat. You know we love when you comment and we put you up on the big screen. So let us know where you're watching us from, and uh, we will get into it. Before we get into it, though, as always, Jace, I'm going to throw it around the horn. You have a good weekend, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, watching some golf through my wife's surprise birthday party. Uh, that went, oh. went over really well. That took all my attention uh, yesterday, uh, and she was very surprised. And I, I don't normally do those sort of things, so it really came out of out of left field, which was great. So, uh, yeah, can't can't uh, be upset. Won a uh, plus uh, 1,000 parlay yesterday, so we're feeling great. You're, you're on top of the world. Yeah, man. It's been a, it's been a good weekend. Um, ben, you you uh you on top of the world this weekend? Or are you in the dumps? What how you feeling, bud? No, I was just at the Orioles yesterday game with my father. Man, first time nice. going with him in forever. And there's a reason why I don't go with him because you know it's it's hard sitting next to him for some of those sporting events. But uh, <laughs> had a good time. And obviously, I'm repping obviously a purple Orioles jersey because I, I got I saw that, for that. Free. I got that I for free that. going to the game. They, they yeah, actually they, have, and I know Jason's gone to a, a bunch of games. They give a lot of free stuff away. They have a lot of, they have a lot of, you know, Shaq is, uh, not the go off, Shaq's going to be there next He's going to be there next week doing I'm his like, DJ. I'm, I'm like, I might have to go and meet Shaq. Yeah. And they always, yeah, he's a, he's DJ Diesel. So he's like an EDM DJ out of nowhere. And he's doing a set after the Orioles game on Friday. And you get these oh. like Hawaiian shirts. I might have to give yeah. you one, Paul. They're actually nice. They're yeah. really nice. Eddie, what about you uh, this weekend? Getting anything fun? Uh, just just coming off a lake uh, week trip with my family at Lake Hartwell. Had some buddies mm-hmm. who let us use the house up there. So, yeah, um, it was great being with them, spending some time with the boys and the wife. And um, uh, go Braves, two out of three from the Reds, the yeah. Surging Reds. That was a fun, right? fun right? series. Fun series. Yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, congratulations to the Florida Gators. Uh, the baseball team scored more points today than the football team did against us this year. So congratulations. <laughs> Damn, Eddie. That's awful that those two teams are in the final. I love the Tigers. I, that's yeah, my LSU girlfriend's decent. team. I don't know. I can't stand either team, to be honest. But oh, I like LSU. Yeah. Uh, to Lyerly Dog says, go dogs for my hospital bed in Rome, waiting on a heart cat tomorrow. We hope that oh, goes oh, well for yeah. you. And uh, we send some good Oh, you finally get some sleep life. now? No, nah, man. Uh, so your weekend was focused on? Yeah, no, I'm not getting much sleep. Uh, I'm doing the morning shifts now, so whenever oh. he wakes up, I'm I'm the morning guy. So uh, get some through the middle of the night. Wife does uh, does wake up and do that, but uh, morning shifts are they can be fun, but uh, they're long. You know, they're three four hours. You know, sometimes Ben. So uh, when you finally find a woman and you have a child, you'll know. Hey, hey, Paul, it does get better. I promise you. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, Eddie. I've heard that. I'm waiting on it. Um, so, guys, what we talked about at the beginning of the show was you guys really enjoyed when we did the best players under the Kirby Smart era. And uh, there's a lot of players to choose from. And the consensus was, well, what's the next draft we could do? The only other draft we can think of is assistant coaches under Kirby Smart. And that list is a lot shorter uh, than the players. So rounds four and five could get pretty interesting, maybe even round three. But there are some quality coaches on this list, guys. And uh, as always, I've got a little graphic here. Hopefully everybody can see it. Let us know if you can see this. Uh, Look at that. Guys, I'm just saying I'm stepping up my graphic game a little bit. That looks pretty good to me. Uh, Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And as always, I will go first because, you know, you make the graphic, you get to go first. It is a snake draft, guys. So uh, Ben will pick fourth, but then he will get to pick again and before I get back to me. So uh, so when you spend five minutes on a graphic, you get to go first? You're exactly right. Yeah, okay. Eddie, that's right. exactly uh, that's cool. exactly it, actually. Uh, I spent, spent maybe 10 minutes on this, but, uh, okay. you know, it worked out. Uh, first pick, guys, this is a no-brainer, I feel like. I feel like this is a no-brainer. 
I'm taking the I'm taking the pit boss, Sam Pittman. Reason being, guys, is Georgia is still reaping the reward of Sam Pittman uh, with the offensive linemen that are on the team. They've helped. I mean, guys, he helped bring in Tate Ratledge, who is still here. He helped bring in Cedric Van Pran, who was still here. Amarius Mims was a big get. Uh, you know, this guy, if you look back at like assistant coaches, <coughs> coaches, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a bigger one uh, for Georgia ever. I mean, there might be, but I can't think of one. You guys can maybe put an argument out there. There's one on this staff. There's another one. I, I maybe Jason takes them, but uh, Sam Pittman for me, first overall pick anybody uh, doubting that first overall pick before we get going? No, that's a, that's a consensus. No. That's, also, Paul, I do yeah. have a quick comment on, on. So we actually have a big board in front of us. I think Kevin Shear. I don't know if he's on this list. Kevin Shear is available. Okay, well, you know, okay. take him, take him if you want him. Oh, I'm not taking him in the first round. But I'm saying, I'm saying, consensus number one overall pick right here, Ben. I, I've got a consensus from Jason and Eddie. This number one pick. I think it's a solid. Uh, pick. You can go with a couple. Of, I think you can go with three or four options. But yeah, I, I don't wow, think it's a bad pick. I don't, there's I don't there's know three consensus. there's three or four first round picks. Wow. Yeah. To me, to me, he's number one on my list. Yeah. The only other guy I could think of. Thank you, Dog eighty five. You said Irk Russell. That's uh, you know, for me, Irk Russell, Sam Pittman, they're up there. Uh, yeah, Jason. Eric didn't coach under Kirby, so that that's yeah, right. Problem. But I'm saying, like I said it, I said in history. So okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason, yeah. the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, I mean Sam Pittman. I, I figured you were going to go that that route. Obviously, reaping the benefits, uh, just what he meant to the program, and and the the thing is, regardless of who's calling plays, if you need a foundation up front, you went in the trenches. I mean, that's the long saying in football. So can't disagree with that pick. He was number one on my list. Thank you. Number two is Todd Munkin. Oh, I, I like it. To me, this is also a no-brainer. Uh, this Thanks. guy changed the offense under Kirby Smart. And they went from the Jim Chaney, the James Coley years, uh, and then they brought in uh, uh, Todd Munkin, who was was – Supposed to get Georgia to the present day, and he did more than that. And by the time it was 2022, and, and Stetson Bennett finally had a whole year, a whole offseason, I mean, to to be under his system, you saw the offense just light it up this past year. You saw the offense really start to make that change halfway through uh, 2021. And even in the COVID year in 2020, there were glimpses of it. Uh, and, and so I, I think the kind of the uh, – Going from where Georgia was when Kirby first got here in 2016 to where it is today, a lot of it starts with Sam Pittman, how he recruited. Now, Todd Munkin obviously wasn't uh, – you're, you're going to see a trend with me throughout this draft. Uh, and then Todd Munkin kind of bucks that trend. But what he was able to do in terms of the on-field coaching, the the uh, the preparation for that matter, and really elevating Stetson Bennett to, to become the kind of quarterback he was going from walk-on to, to – to a fourth round draft pick, uh, I think says a lot to to how he is when it, when it comes to teaching the game and, and how the results paid off tremendously for this team. Hey, hey, Jason, I love that pick, and I also correct me if I'm wrong. I think Todd Munkin was the right guy to come in. Like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, and Kirby Smart be hands off on the offense yeah. and say, "Yeah, this is it, Todd. You handle that." Whereas before. He may have been meddling a little bit. I don't think he meddled with Todd Munkin's offense. Wrong or right? I don't. I don't think he had to. I don't think he had to. Eddie. Well, that's a great you point. Know, that's a great, great point. It's, it's it's one of those where you know you you let him go out there, see what he does, and he showed you with flying colors that he could control that offense. So you know, Todd Munkin. I wonder how many times you know he told Kirby no. I feel like he's one of the only coaches maybe on this list that could have actually told Kirby no. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You know. It, he he's a, he's a seasoned vet, if you will, and uh, Jason, solid pick. Paul, uh, I, I said that's one of the three guys. I think you could take it number one. So that's yeah, he pick. is. That's a good he pick, is. Jason. And I, think pick. Pick one. I, I, I think it depends on, you know, pick your poison. Kind of. I think I think the first round. I think we're all going to agree on the first round. Maybe even the second round. It's it's where you're going to win this draft is through the third and fifth round, guys. Let's just be. Honest. I think the top of the second round. There's like three guys. I think it's gonna be really close between there the is. guys. So I think that it's not going to be far fetched for some of these now. Eddie from the A, what you got? Talk to me. I'm going with Todd Hartley. 
Mm. I think he has absolutely changed the offense in college wow. football. Um, Brock Bowers, wow. Big O, et cetera. It is unguardable, unstoppable, and and we've got the best tight end in the nation coming back next year. We've got a tight end room full after that, too. The guys just want to play tight end. And, guys, just think about this for a second. A few years ago, we were all saying, are they ever going to throw the tight end? Are they ever going to do that, yeah. right? And I think Hartley completely put that on its ear, and the tight end has become a massive weapon, both blocking and catching the football. I'm going with Todd Hartley. That's a that's a good pick. I don't know if it's a first round pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Eddie. That's a solid pick. I okay. See a couple more, I see a couple more guys on here. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to grade it just yet. I want to see your second pick. But I feel like you've left the door open for Ben here to go back to back and really maybe take this draft. Paul, you know who I'm taking because I think I told you and Jason who I was taking. Last. I, I, I totally all fair. I told them my first pick. It's Glenn Schumann. Yeah. Well, he was there too, and I, I considered that, but I, I just went with Todd. He was he was third overall. For me, it went Pittman, Monk, and Schumann. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. okay. Here's my reasoning behind this, which is why I thought that the first three could have been Pittman, Munkin, or Schumann. So Pittman built the offensive line. Munkin changed the, the you know, as the OC. So obviously in terms of just the game by game, he impacted so probably the most in terms of the end game. But Schumann also called plays, and he's this is the thing that the other three don't have. He's been with Kirby since the second he got hired. Like so he's that. got the longevity factor. Every inside linebacker from Roquan to Nicobe Dean to the two guys they have now, to Quay Walker, all of them coached by him. He's called the defense. He's, to me, of all the defensive recruiters in the country, he's the best defensive recruiter in the country. So between that and all the things he does, I, that's why I think he is the combination of everything. I would have picked him number one. So I'm happy Ooh. I get him at number four. Wow. So if I, if I didn't take Hartley there and I took Schumann, are you taking Hartley there? I'm taking Trey Scott. Okay. All right. All right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, right. I mean, he's, he's Hartley would have been back to back picks. I'm not going to lie to you, um, Eddie. There are like four guys that are so close that I would have been like, I wouldn't have been pissed who you guys took because since I'm going back to back, I yeah. would like any of the, the my yeah. top seven, I like them all. And Hartley's in there. Um, I'm going Trey Scott because the defensive line, they didn't, they didn't have a first round pick since David Pollock. Yeah. Now you got four of them. Four of them, including one guy goes number one overall. If Jalen Carter didn't have the off the field, he's going in the top three. Um, if the Bears kept the pick, he was going number one. So I look at it and I say he changed the defensive line, which ultimately was the big change that won you a national title. And he's also another guy that told you at my theme, he's been with Kirby since the first year as a coach. There are three coaches that have been with Kirby since the first year as a coach. I got two of them. So I like these two picks. Man, so, so Andy Stowe. Says Ben won the draft. Go ahead. And oh, come on. Not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. It's a body of work. It's not too big. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Paul might be screwed by draft positioning, to be honest. I think there's a big I think so me, too. I think so me, too. Me, Jason, he, he and thought, Eddie. Yeah, Paul thought he was pulling a fast one on the. Uh, I know the who the next pick. two picks will be, and I think Eddie and Jason will make good picks. Then I think Paul's in a, in a tough spot. Honestly, I think you're right, to be honest. Based on what I'm looking at right here on my piece of paper, I think there, there's right. two clear choices. I think you guys are going to take them. So. Yep. All right, Eddie. Del McGee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Longevity. Good pick. The running backs. I mean, Jason Budd, I'll promote your article right here. You wrote about RBU and what a joke it was to call any other team but Georgia in the nation RBU, which I thought was great. Um, and Del McGee's been there the whole time. I mean, the running backs speak for themselves. It's been fantastic. Mm, that's a – yeah. <sighs> that's a good pick, Eddie. That's a good pick. I was yep. hoping I could get one of these guys to to fall back to me between Eddie and Ben's picks, but uh, good picks, Jason. Yeah, Del, Del McGee was number four on my list for everything that Eddie yeah. just said. Big board. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, so Glenn Schumann was he's 33 years old, and I think I, I you know he came in with Kirby from Alabama as a what he was a. Uh, kind of a quality control or off field, uh, uh, or what do you call it? A, um, you know, all those guys, an analyst, analyst, yeah, yeah, could not think of the word. Um, so based on that, I guess for it took them a while to give him those actual responsibilities to help call plays. The other guy that did it for a few years, Dan Lanning, at yeah, Georgia. Damn yep, it. right Dan there. Lanning, yep. obviously, Top those two guys, he was the first one of the two. 
the two young uh, up and coming defensive coordinators to get a head coaching job. Uh, do, did, a, did a pretty good job outside of getting destroyed by Georgia in the opener. Uh, you know, did a good job in year one, but what he did for Georgia in terms of uh, helping them take that next step, getting a national championship in 2021, uh, the development, the linebackers that, that Georgia has produced, uh, be, being able to uh, to call that defense, to really to, to for Kirby Smart could trust him to to do all of those things uh, that, that he did so well while uh, while he was there. Um, you know, kudos to Dan Lanning and, and, and being able to make that next step. Glenn Schumann's not far behind. I think Schumann's got another year, and then he probably gets a head coaching job. Yeah. But have to go with Dan Lanning there. Um, uh, I'm, I'm excited and ecstatic to get Todd Munkin and Dan Lanning as my, my first two picks. I just want yeah. to also point something out here. Recruiting-wise, too, with Dan Eddie, Lanning. I, I need me, to Eddie, and Jason have picked six coaches that have been on a national championship staff, and Paul's picked zero. I want to point that out. Just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> still, I, I still like. The, the, I, I think. I think Sam Pittman. I gotta give yeah, all the, yeah. what Sam Pittman did to put Georgia in the right yeah. direction yeah. to get a national title oh, can't man. be understated. What was the first thing Kirby pointed out when he became coach at the University of Georgia? Get bigger in the trenches. The offensive line mm-hmm. problems, and Sam Pittman yep. solved that so, exactly. Oh, I agree. I'm just trolling Paul. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. have points to troll him, so he comes in fourth. If Paul, if I come in third, I don't care as long as Paul's well, alone. By the way, who's judging this? I, this is uh, we'll, put it, we'll put it up over on UGA. We'll put it up on uh, UGA Sports. Okay, like they just, they just have players. Uh, this is Again. okay, guys. Can we all agree? Let's all let's can we can I get a unanimous here that this is where kind of the rubber meets the road? Yes, we've we've gotten the seven coaches out of the way that were clear picks here. Yep. And now you're going to have to sell not only the three of us, you're going to have to sell UGA sports and you're going to have to sell the chat on your next, uh, for me, four picks, the next three picks for you guys, all those, all those guys, great coaches. I think any way that you put them, I mean, those are the seven that go off the board. (sighs) Mm. (laughs) This is where it gets fun. I'm gonna, mm, man. I'm gonna go Fran Brown. Damn it! I, I that was out of nowhere. I'm gonna go Fran Brown here. I like it. I like that pick. Quality, quality recruiter. Five star guys coming in like crazy. He connects with these guys. He's putting guys in the league. And he was a guy that we didn't know much about before he came to Georgia and has just stacked his resume since he's been in Athens. I think Fran Brown, and, and this is this is unbelievably unfair. I really did myself a disservice by going first here. I didn't count the, the surefire draft picks, and it's going to look bad. I'm going to get fourth place. That's fine. Um, but Ooh. I think Fran Brown, an up-and-comer, he's got a national title under his belt, he's got – He's got two. One. Right? He's only been no. here for a year. Oh, he's only been here a year. You're right. You're right. Uh, so, you know, I, I like it. Oh, yeah. Is I, I, I had a note next to Fran Brown. Jordan Thomas. He's here because of Fran Brown. There you go. Ellis Robinson as well. He's like, the, yeah. I, I'm going to say one. I'm Ellis just Robinson. saying one. Ellis yeah. Robinson might be the number one recruit in that class with Dylan Rayola. He's one of the best cornerback prospects. Yeah, he's seen. insane. He, it's him and Derek Stingley are the two best cornerback prospects I've seen at the high school level. And Fran Brown, I talked to Ellis Robinson when he was a sophomore. He said, if Fran Brown's at Georgia, I'm going there. He's, he's basically family to them. So I, I like that pick. He's only been there for a year, but I still think in the long run, he might, he, he's deserving to be there in the long run. So, all right. My second pick, guys, I've got two coaches I'm going in between. Um, yeah. Joe, tell him. 51 watching, only 13 likes. Hit that like button for us, guys. This, the, it gets it out to a broader uh, spectrum of Georgia fans when you hit that like button, and it, it helps us out uh, with the algorithm, and it helps us not get fired from Roddy. So uh, if you like cool content, if you like us drawing on uh, our Canva board here with our picks, we, we got to get some likes to keep it going. I ha- Oh, man. All right, doing it. Uh, I have a feeling I know what you're doing here. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Yep. Must yep. Champ. That was next on my board. How to go must champ there. Um he came into Georgia and 
I think everybody kind of thought it was a, a home run hire, especially being able to keep Schumann as a co-DC. Uh, you were able to bring in Muschamp, who, I, let's be honest, he's not a head coach, guys, but he is a damn good defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, There's guys that aren't meant to be head coaches. I think Todd Munkin's also one of those. If he ever gets a head coaching job, he did. Well, I'll, I'll disagree. He was a good head coach at Southern Miss, and then and he decided he didn't want to do it. Want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He's a, I think he, he wants he's to be different. an NFL head coach. I don't even know if he wants that. I think he just wants to coach players as a coordinator. He's 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 a different kind of cat. Well, with but college, he had to recruit. Jason, the reason I say it is because he left Georgia because he didn't want to recruit. If yeah. he didn't have to recruit at Georgia at all, he would have stayed. He wouldn't have been in Baltimore. Yeah, but the, the responsibilities that come, if you want to be an NFL head coach, that's a whole different animal. I mean, that that's like you're – your life is open. You're a, you're a public. Everything is, is is basically a public record or an open book at that point. Yeah, but you don't have to. I don't know if he wants that much. Well, that's the thing though, because think about it, you get an off season. You, you, you get. That's why the NFL jobs are better than the college jobs for that reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You ain't working what seven days a week, forty eight weeks out of the year, right? Yeah. In yeah. the NFL, no. you get an off season and you get exactly. time. To, right. You get the vacation, all that. And the pay's a big pay raise. It's a big. What pay I was raise. getting at though, yes. what I was getting at yes. was Muschamp. I don't think he's a great head coach. Heck of a coordinator. He's been There's successful everywhere. Everywhere he's been, he's been successful in this role. Yeah. There's another Perfect guy on this list. Bad head coach. There's a couple other guys on this list that have tried head coaching, and they are much better as you know position coaches. Will Muschamp to me gets the most out of his players. Feel like he's a steal in the third round. I could have flip flopped Fran Brown and Will Muschamp, but I was getting back to back picks, so I, I took him anyway. So, uh, Jason, third round. Pick. Yeah. So Will Muschamp was seven on my list. Well, that's the so pick. you took him at nine. That's a good yeah. pick. And then number nine on my list, uh, because I had I had Fran Brown down at eleven. So that, uh, you oh. know, still a good pick. Yeah, I've won one one sneaky one ahead of him. So I got to go with. I think I saw it in the chat actually. Andy Stowe, Boomer Tucker. It's Mel yeah. Tucker. Mel Tucker, number nine on the big board. Todd Hartley was eight, by the way. So um, good. Really? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah, behind. I mean, everybody else on the list that, that, that we went through. You, you had Hartley that low. That's interesting. Oh God, I don't think that's low. Up. I think that, uh, oh, Jason's just getting hard. all guys to be called. I play. find that hurt. Everyone's calling a play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you. I told y'all. Sam Pittman. Well, yeah, it's it's not by design. Sam Pittman was number one uh, on my. Well, we're uh, just doing Del McGee four. Best. Yeah, I know. Best. It doesn't oh, matter. So it, uh, it, it, we're not actually building a staff because he no, built no 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 yeah I know I've, I've got no no, no this is this is yeah I want this to be very clear Ben because you didn't get it clear on the players this no, is the well, I did last time you changed it afterwards we're, we're not going through this again you best coaches it. under Kirby Smart draft just the best coaches not we're I not know, building we a staff on the player draft we were off on we were yeah we were out on. yeah okay yeah so anyway yeah uh, Mel Tucker yeah Mel Tucker well well yeah I mean he 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 comes in. Uh, immediately deep sets the tone defensively uh you know with, with this group a heck of a recruiter uh you you look at that, some of those corners and, and i look back at the 2017 roster especially with what we know now i'm not trying to dog on guys but compared to what they got right now when you look at the secondary and you saw dom sanders and malcolm Parrish, obviously they had to play in the championship but the what he was able to get out of a lot of guys uh, who did not have professional careers. I think that speaks a lot to how he was as a coach. And then also you saw Tucker really start to, to, to recruit those four or five-star players and build the depth along with the rest of this coaching staff. Uh, to me, honestly, having him nine uh, just feels silly. I, I, he was he was a foundational guy. He, Sam Pittman, uh, Glenn Schumann to that regard, Glenn Schumann still being there. You know, those are foundational coaches that have put Georgia in this position from day one. Um, and I'm, again, I'm thrilled. I, I got, I got yeah, three top nine guys with my first yeah, three picks. Come that's on. A, that's a good pick. I Come put, on. You, you have convinced me now, Jason, I should have gone must champ Mel Tucker. Maybe left Fran Brown there, but I like it. I'm yeah. That's okay. what I was going to do. I'm okay. I'm okay. Man. Eddie from the A and we're not talking Atlanta. We're talking Ackworth. What you got? I'm going to go Brian McClendon. Oh, I just put him on my board. Good, good job, Eddie. Um, ah. Yeah, the 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 wide receivers say what you will about what Cortez Hankton did, but I I think Brian McClendon took this this group to the next level. I mean, I like it. Look at Lad McConkey. You know, where where the heck did that come from? You know, he 
He turned, and by the way, they had to deal with a ton of injuries the past couple of years, transfers, et cetera. And the wide receiver room looked really bleak a few years ago, going into the national championship game or national championship run that year. We looked bleak and he turned it around. I, I think the wide receiver core has become a strength of this team, and it's all due to Brian McClendon. It's a good pick. It's a quality pick. It's a quality pick, Eddie. Uh, I'm not not hating on that at all. It's a decent pick. Oh man, I know where I'm Copy. going with one of my picks. I, I'm torn on the other one. Like I'm just throwing. I'll go. Deribe is going to be my next pick. Nah, that's a good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I will say the reason I really liked Eddie's pick. The previous coach could not recruit at his position. BMAC can. I can tell you, I yep. talked to two receivers when Cortez Hankton was the coach. Said he was the fourth most active coach in their recruitment. That stuff doesn't happen with BMAC. He is the front and center with the receivers. So, uh, back to Deribe. I mean, you look at the edge room. Dan Lanning, for as he's he was a solid recruiter, but Deribe is actually a better recruiter than Dan Lanning is. Point blank, he comes in first class, five star Damon Wilson, five star Sam Mpemba. Gabe Harris is a top 50 player. This year, Williams DeWarnery might be the number two recruit in the nation. He might be about to sign him. Dylan Sorts, a top 10 recruit, heavy into Georgia. This dude's an ace recruiter. Nolan Smith in his first year was a first round pick. None of the edge rushers, because Aziz obviously got the injury, but none of the edge rushers, and obviously Adam Anderson also um, had a uh, all field. But technically, Dan Lanning didn't have a first round pick at edge. Deribe did with Nolan Smith coming in that last year. So I think also he's really young, and I think he has a huge future on this staff. He might have the highest ceiling down the line of any coach in the staff, opposite Glenn Schumann. So at my next pick. I so real quick, Ben, on that, uh, I had I was actually debating between him and Muschamp. So that's a that's a quality pick for you. I like I like uh, Deribe a lot. It's a good pick. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This is where, yeah, like literally everybody at this point, you're just kind of like, oh, there, yeah, no. everybody at this oh, point no. has some flaws. So you're going to yeah. have to sell us. You're going to have to sell us. Oh, man. Because one of them, like, I really like the dude as a coach, but some of the stuff I know, it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm loving it. Let's hear it. I know, I know, because you guys were in the, are, are in the, at the top or are in the chat. So we've heard some stories about this guy, but Matt Luke. And I know Jason and Paul know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to speak on it. But Matt Luke can coach the hell out of offensive line. Now, he had two full recruiting cycles. One was eh. The other one was fantastic. So Amarius Mims, Micah Morris, Dylan Fairchild, all those guys in one class. The offensive line both years he was at Georgia was fantastic. Did it have a, a couple games here and then where they didn't run the ball efficiently on short yardage? Yeah, but overall, the offensive line was dominant both years he was there. And one of the two years, he had an all-star recruiting class. And like you said, the offensive line matters so heavily. Give me an offensive line coach who, in two years overall, pretty solid job. I guess you can you can give Matt Luke that recruiting class, Ben. But let's be honest, that was Sam Pittman's. And- None of them were committed to Pittman, though. Oh, come on. Okay. None well, of them were committed under him. That's a fact. I know. Okay, this is solid. this is this is good right here from Joey. He says, "Give Matt Luke credit for not losing the momentum that Pittman yes. started." I'll go with that. I'll I'll, right. I'll give you that, Ben. He didn't lose the he did lose it the second year, but he didn't lose it the first year. Uh, Eddie, your fourth pick, man. This is go. This is tough. This is tough, Eddie. I'm going to continue on that vein and go with Stacy Searles. I knew it. I knew it. I think Stacy Searles has continued exactly what Matt Luke and Sam Pittman have done. And and I can remember when Stacy Searles was brought on board, everybody, oh my God, we're going back down this road again. I think he's done a fantastic job with this offensive line. Give it to me. It's a good pick. Yeah, I was debating that. I just think Luke's been here an extra year. That was my justification. No, I, I would have picked Luke there too. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's why we were pulling hairs. Otherwise, I would have just flipped a coin, honestly. I've got Jason, I've got one guy. Please don't. Please don't do it to me. It's your turn. The only one I can think of right now that isn't going to give me I, – I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Heartburn? Is that heartburn? Yeah, but even then, I mean, everybody, like we've said, has flaws. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Charlton Warren. Mm, really? Yeah, I don't know who else. I don't like anybody else at this high at this point. Really? Please enlighten yeah. us on the Charlton Warren pick here. 
Yeah, I mean, again, not obviously not as great of a recruiter, which is funny because I came into this being like I'm targeting recruiters, and that's and I haven't. You, I've, I've ended up with I've ended up with these like like just strong coaches, and yeah. that's kind of the the feeling I I get here. Um, a secondary that has has become over time. Uh, I, I, they don't miss him. Don't get me wrong. They don't miss him as a as a recruiter. And then, of course, Fran Brown, I thought was an, uh, obviously at eleven on my board. I thought I think he's an excellent coach and the right guy at the right time. Um, that, so that's that's, that's it. Of, uh, was that the coach of second and twenty six? It was, I think, wasn't it? No, that was Mel Tucker. No, Mel Tucker was yeah. DBs oh, and DC. Okay. okay, so you have that one too. I, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got in the middle. I've got in the middle uh, as they're building up. But like, there's nothing that's just like glaring to me with Warren. It's just you know he's he's a second tier assistant in the in the Kirby Smart era. Just oh yeah, steady. it dies. I don't think it dies on this list. There's like a million DB coaches. Like yeah. DB's got to be the most coached, like most assistants under Kirby. He's he's had like five of them. It seems like. Guys, I feel like you've kind of left me a decent pick here, not a terrible pick. Um, and I don't know why he's I, maybe I don't know. I, this feels this feels like a, a solid pick here, Cortez Hankton. Yep, I knew you were going to uh, take him. Yeah, that's it. a that's kind of a no brainer for me. <laughs> Cortez, Riley Ridley. Uh, Javon Wims, if I remember correctly, my brain is that of a goldfish. That was James Coley. Yeah. See, you're, you're naming no, no, Paul. You you're, you're naming guys under James Coley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't recruit at all. That's why I didn't pick him. Yeah. But Cortez, he did, he was at Georgia for a while. A lot of these coaches were here for maybe a year or two. So I'm putting more into him being here, building a brand. Where is he at now? I feel like he got a decent job. Indiana, is that right? LSU. LSU, no, LSU. LSU. That's yeah, right. yeah That's he's right. down at LSU right It's now. actually going to be easier for him to recruit at LSU, though, because like if you're recruiting a Louisiana kid, those kids are like indoctrinated to go there. Sure. So it's, so it's different than recruiting Georgia kids and other mm. kids. God, these names. This, this is, I mean, guys, so yeah. we're through four rounds right now. So if you're oh, watching. Oh, that the one you were fired up for? Like, don't take him, don't take yeah, him. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Hankton, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think I'm gonna be fired up to take any of these names, but uh, look, you have to, you have to, you have to fire up your own board here because if you don't do it, nobody else is, right, Eddie? If you don't, I mean, if you don't fire up your next pick, nobody else true. is gonna oh, do it. Please for you. take who I want you to take, and you know, I know who if you want me to take, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing oh, it. Oh, I'm not taking him. I, I don't care. Um, guys, we're through four rounds here. Okay, in the chat, let us know. Rank us one through four, okay? Remember, it's a snake draft. So Ben got to pick back and forth. I got to pick back and forth in the second and third round. And I get to do it again here with the fifth round pick. But uh, right now, let's just, let's be men. Let's be gentlemen about it, guys. Let's look at these lists. And you can pick yourself if you'd like. That's fine. But who has the best draft so far? Can you blow that list up a little bit? Uh, I, I really can't, Jason. Yeah. That's about as big as it goes, brother. Um, I made, think made. I'm going to go. Hmm. Here we go. I'm I can not... see it now. Oh, I know. Paul was going to say me, wasn't he? I I, I kind of like Ben's. I got I got all those. I, I, that's what I was going to say. Ben's I looks like really Ben's. strong. I really like I like, I like your guys' drafts. I don't like I hate Paul. to admit that. Ben's looks really good. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind if you, if either of you come in first, as long as Paul doesn't. Paul's is wow. Uh, if you, a lot I told of folks you, this, are... you coming in fourth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Andy. Once I saw Paul, thank you. Whoever's doing this, Jason and Ben so far. No yeah. You know what? You know, you know who I was going to say? I like, I'm starting to like Eddie's a little bit. The more I look at it, I think he, I think he kind of whiffed on his first pick, but he's made no, it. No, that's not a whiff. That's, that's so you told me I, who was it, Paul? You said I had uh, Hartley too low at eight, and now you're telling him he whiffed at three overall. Yeah, I think I think Hartley was like a fourth or fifth. I think he was a fourth or fifth. 
Over Del McGee, Dan Lanning. Over, over Del McGee, Dan Lanning, Trey Scott. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Paul. You just said he's a fourth pick, not a third pick. He's all fine pick. Look, that's we're drafting five rounds insane. here. This is insane. That's insane. You got to be concise. Wait, did you say by rounds? You're telling me he's a fourth or fifth rounder? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that? he's a fourth or fifth pick, but when we're only drafting five rounds, you got to be concise with your picks. That's oh, all I'm saying. Oh, my Lord of mercy. Oh, boy. I, I did Paul, that, that also Paul. knowing – I did that also knowing where I picked because Ben had two picks after me, and I didn't think Hartley was going to be there, so I took him. Would, would Hartley have been off the board, Ben? No, I would yeah. not take You wouldn't have taken him? No, I was going Schumann Scott. Wow. Wow. Ooh, well, uh, part of it's because Scott's been there for that much longer. So he, he's had – and also he's had how many de- uh, defense line picked in the first round? I mean, Hartley's going to have what, one? With Bowers, and then you'll, you'll have Washington. yeah. I mean, but come on, D line. It's it, there's so many more players to be picked. But also, it's a more important position. Was also a part of my it, that's true. I mean, uh, well, the thing I, I'll, I, I'll I, defend hardly. Hardly's been hardly's recruited his ass off though to, to be able to right. to get these I, I, guys. No, no, no. I don't think it's dumb at all. I just think that was my logic in picking Scott was more important position. Been there longer. Had more I, I, I just think Hartley's changed college football. I think he's absolutely changed the game. That's valid. I, I don't disagree with that at all, but that was just why. And Glenn Schumann, I thought, was a slam dunk guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't picking anybody over Schumann outside of maybe Munkin. This pick, guys, my last pick, fifth round, could be debated because he actually hasn't coached a snap. Yeah. For Damn Christmas. it. I know you're taking I don't know how you get I know exactly. But Mike thinking. Bobo, for me, Damn. in the fifth round, feels kind of like a no-brainer. Uh, based on the coaches that are left. And the reason being, yes, he hasn't called an actual play under Kirby Smart, but he was around last year. We don't know exactly how much he helped with, right? Because he's an analyst. You you never know. Uh, But Dylan Rayola, Ryan Puglisi, he's got two really good quarterbacks committed to him, and that's tough to do. Not only get one quarterback to get two, and one of them being the number one player in the nation, and now he's moved from Arizona to Georgia to play his high school football. Uh, I feel like out of the list that's left, and if you guys can see a list that is left, you would agree with me. Mike Bobo there makes sense, even though he has yet to, you know, really be able to show what he could do as an offensive coordinator under Kirby Smart. This is his first year doing it. We know what he did under Mark Richt. We know what he's done in previous years. And this is another guy who on my list, guys, I've got Will Muschamp. Mike Bobo tried the head coaching route, much better coordinator than head coach. Hopefully that helps out Georgia the same way Muschamp coming back from being a head coach. Uh, You know, Muschamp. Now, Bobo had a chance at being OC after his head coaching gig, but I think Bobo is a much better OC than he was. Yeah, one thing I want to say about this and setting up Georgia uh, for the future is um, you have two guys who – probably know that themselves at this point that yeah they can go put their families in a head coaching position again but there's a high likelihood that they're not going to ever get the top tier job they're not coaching at georgia they're not coaching at their alma mater when their buddy is doing it with that said glenn schumann's gonna go get a head coaching job but georgia's set with two coordinators that probably aren't going anywhere anytime soon as a result and so and I'm with you. The track record speaks for itself with Mike. Yeah. I know a lot of fans here, uh, you know, they they held maybe some of his early years as an OC against them. When he was – there was a reason Colorado State wanted him. You saw from about 2011 to 2014, man, this guy had the machine rolling. Yep. When it came to – especially when it came to running the ball and running that running what Mark Rick preferred. Um, you like what, what – him, him being able to see how things worked with uh, Todd Munkin as the OC – kind of having regret that I didn't take him. And I don't like having regrets, but I do have a little bit of regret and not taking him. You, well, you can't well. tell me that sitting in the room with Todd Munkin for a couple of years like he has been hasn't worn off on him. And, and you know, people change. People grow up. Mike Bobo is not the same coordinator he was back in the day with, with Mark Richt. He's going to be a different guy. He's learned a lot from Todd Munkin, right? Well, just in, gen- in general, in I think general, the, yeah. the game has changed. I mean, in right. – in those years, it still was, you know, uh, outside of, uh, you know, West Virginia started running the, the spread, and then you saw these other teams running the spread. But really predominantly in the mid-2000s, late-2000s, you were still 
most teams are running a, a pro style run first attack. And uh, obviously times have changed. You have to be able to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot and be aggressive. And that is the style. That's the nature of the game. And, and yeah, I think you'll see that you'll see that with, with Mike Bobo, Kirby smart will dictate that from the start as a head coach. You say, this is my style. Call it within this. They're not veering away from what has worked the last three years. So I, I can at least uh, tell you that. And I think Bobo's track record of being a, a game manager and a, and a game caller will uh, will still be pretty so, positive for this program. Andy has a big my, point back here. To he my says, earlier, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. I was going to read this real quick, Eddie. Uh, Andy right. said, uh, and he didn't have all these toys like he does now. And the O-line is night and day different. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, I don't know if. Is there any um, offense that Georgia had? Jason, you're you're the historian here when Bobo oh, was Lord. here. Anything close when Bobo was here to what he's got now? Uh, probably uh, Todd Gurley, Keith Marshall. That's what that, popped that in my year. head, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – O-line, not even close to that, though. No. Yeah. But even – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that was always a thing, going back to what Eddie said. When Kirby came in and he said, we have to build offensive line depth. I mean, if Georgia had an O-line injury or two – I mean, it was it, it was, was catastrophic for the for yeah. the team. I mean, the second team compared to the first team was was you had about six guys that you could feel comfortable with, and then after that, I mean, it was just patchwork trying to figure out how to make it work. And and that again, that speaks to the importance of Sam Pittman and and why offensive line recruiting, especially in those early days, to just flip the culture and the depth has been so crucial. Paul, I'll say this. I was going to mock the pick since he hadn't called a snap or anything, but looking at the seven coaches left, I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, buddy. Eddie and Jason are going to have to take a coach. And it's like, well, the other guys suck worse. Yeah, no, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for mine. Like, no, uh, like one of the guys, and you guys know who I'm talking about. He was a decent recruiter, which is why I think Jason's going to take him. Oh, I don't know. Like, hmm, I'm looking what are you at talking about? Guys. You maybe thrown a wrench into Jason's pick here, Ben, because uh, it doesn't no. sound like he was going with a recruiter here. I, Jason, I, I, I was. The only guy on the list who has any recruiting chops at all. What you got, Eddie? I just wanted to ask: Do you think, Jason, that uh, uh, that that the dynamic I brought up earlier about Todd Munkin calling plays, being hand, Kirby being hands off, does that come back into play now with Mike Bobo being ooh. under Kirby Smart? Does he kind of eh, meddle with? Mike Bobo now because only only if the result I think is. I think it, it would be a results decision okay. I think um I don't think he's coming in they're, they're friends the thing with 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 Kirby and and Bobo is uh this can also be dangerous when you when you work right. this closely with your friends but uh the, the relationship at least at this point is going to be very very friendly and, and to where he's not going to feel like he can't trust them you know what Kirby wants Bobo is going to try his best to deliver on. So I actually think it's going to be the exact opposite, at least in the early going. Now, if Bobo struggles and you're not seeing the results, you know, that's usually when the head coach set, steps in and starts making some tweaks and some changes. Jason, you're on the clock, my friend. Lord have mercy. I think there's, I think there's one clear pick here. I, think oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous about the guy I'm going to go with. Started off very this, strong at Georgia. Didn't end well. Start off strong. There is one clear pick here, Jason. You, If you get this pick right, I think you win the draft, brother. If you don't, you leave the door open for How everything. he ended was so bad. I think if you take him, it's also to some degree like. There is one There is one guy, Jason. If you take him, this draft's, <laughs> over. This draft's over. And he's a play caller. He is. It's, but do you do it though? Because it ended rough, brother. It ended real rough. I'm not. I'm just gonna say this, Jason. I'm not taking him or Waffle House, and you know who Waffle House is. Uh, wow, Jason. Yeah, Jason Jim, 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 Jim Cheney. Really? You you took him? I'm taking him. God, I want. I, I, I don't. That's uh, not the pick, Jason. You've left the door open, my brother. It's just a strong draft, one through four, and you throw out Jim Cheney as. Yeah. The, I think you. I think Jason. Again, there was one guy. There was one guy. There was a clear guy for you to finish this and be so strong. Again, you've left. I, I've, I've already given up, guys. I think I've got maybe the second or third. Right, realistically, I don't have the first. Okay. But that's not. I don't know job. why. Like, I don't understand why he's. I mean, it, obviously, 
So I thought you were referring to him the whole way because, no, I mean, no. I thought, you know, for, for Chaney, I thought the 17 season, he called a great season. I thought I, it, I thought he had a great year in 17 until the championship game. And there was some talk about the championship game where he got tight and he started calling the same play over and over and over. And mm. in the second half. And then you get to after that, and then they leave, and yada, yada, yada. says it best. He says, okay, Eddie, you're Ben. The door's open. It's yours. All right. Antoine do Simpson, it. Chaney was bad. Oh, he wasn't bad. <laughs> Everyone down this list is bad. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Ch- Chaney, had, Chaney had one good year, and that's uh, – given who's left. Look, Jason, I'm not going to say you lost mm. because you do have some strong talent on there. Oh. I just feel like – I feel like you let the draft get away from I am, you. I am. I, I don't know why I'm not seeing this. I'm not. You're seeing not seeing this. it, no. Eddie. Eddie, are you seeing it? You're up. It's on the board. It's a guess. We'll see. Um, I don't think you win the national championship in 2021 without some strong kicks, some strong special teams. I'm going with Scott Cochran. Wow. Which one? Well, I would say oh, 22. Man, I was going to take him too, even though. So, so I was down to Cheney and Cochran, and I just the the 21 season where this is all with with Cochran with Cochran having to step away and all that. That's just that was my one hang up. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. That that was my reluctance of picking, but compared to what's left, I'll take Scott Cochran all day long. That's. That's not a bad pick, Eddie, and you oh, might man. have set yourself up there. There is still one guy left. It didn't end well with Georgia. He's there. Okay. I know who you're talking about. It. I know, I know, who, you're, I know who you're talking. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think I know who you're now talking about, and I will explain why. No. Okay. I'll, first I'll, off, I'm going to go through what I'm. There's five coaches, at least to my eye. If there's others, okay, and I'm going to name them. So you have Scott Fountain. You have. James Coley, who is talked about by Paul, who I'm not taking. You have Kevin Shear. You have Joseph Adai, who is a DB coach for the first national championship team. And you got old Shane Beamer. Mm-hmm. Who also, I am not taking Shane Beamer. Yep. This is a wild one. I'm taking Scott Fountain because he coached kickers and special teams for, for a bit, including your boy, Hopper. Ben. Ben. The no. lead ben. recruiter for James Carter. And that's a bad pick, brother. Ben, well, why did James Coley almost ruin Georgia? Ben, I, I, was, I, I can't remember if we were on air yet. The guy who I said should not be picked out of the list of 21 that we had was this guy. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 have, I have talked to people that said this guy was an absolute joke. Just like one of the worst. Absolute joke. A, like not a – like did not understand the fundamentals of special teams. Ben, <laughs> and that's a bad pick, buddy. And you've been so good. You've been so good. All right, all right. I'm interested, Paul. Who the hell are you? Ta- are you talking about Beamer? No, I'm talking about Coley. It's no, so- no, yeah, I thought you were no, talking about Beamer. No, 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 no. Who, who, who are you taking then, Jason? Well, I already took him. It's over. But who was no, who no? But if you were who, my spot, well, if I was in your spot, you have to take Coley. Dude, I'd take Joseph a die. I would take a die. Yeah. But a die was also a disaster. Look at Joe. Ben could have moved up in the draft, but then did this. <laughs> Yo, Fountain was like, well, Paul, just a, it, it was bad. Long, I would be willing to forfeit picks. I was willing to forfeit the picks. No, you can't forfeit picks. You have to pick somebody. You can't just, you can't sit there with four picks and then say my You're going to say that Coley. Well, you're, so, Paul, you say Coley was better than Cheney, is what you're saying. I would take Coley over Cheney just for the recruiting wow. aspect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. No. They regressed. So they regressed. Coach. They regressed as an offensive team from the Jim Cheney to never, James Coley. The, none of the receivers he coached were first rounders at or anywhere near it. And when then you had Georgia had a first round wide receiver. Who what first round wide receiver? That's what I'm saying. Tell me the last one. Yeah, it's my point. He didn't coach one, and his OC job was the worst I've seen outside of Schottenheimer. Look, I didn't he, take he him. one of the two worst play callers. I didn't take him. I didn't take him. I got Mike Bobo. And you're I trying to really justify good. him as a solid pick. He sucks. I think it's better than Scott Fountain. The 2019 offense could have been coached <laughs> better by me, Eddie, Jason, probably not you, but any of us could have coached better than James Coley. 
<laughs> that, that 2019 offense alone made it I can't pick them. That one season alone was so bad. Wow. Watching that Kentucky game in the wow. rain yeah. was a yeah. joke. So I mean, that picked, was one of the worst so games. Picked, I'm sitting there. I can't I'm argue that. There and they go, that is some of the worst offense you've ever seen. Yeah. They ran the ball up the middle at one point on seven consecutive plays. There was, so, there was games that they did that. He was so Ben. You picked the, the special teams coach that half of the Georgia fan base that didn't even know was on the staff. Okay, here's the thing. So if you, I had, I had a former player tell me this guy had a guy got fired. A guy basically got fired. Yeah. Um, Kevin Shear was only here for a year. Nobody. He basically did nothing. So I, I forgot um, he was here for that year. Yeah, exactly. So he's forgettable. And Shane Beamer was also a joke. He didn't recruit one player. That, he so didn't recruit I, one yeah. player, and the Titans yeah. were bad. So my understanding with Fountain was he was the lead recruiter for Jalen Carter, and he did have some decent special teamers there. Even though Jason could say a joke, that's my justification because the special teams were hot rod and some of the special teams was okay. To be honest, I don't think he really coached that much special teams since he recruited and he was technically the special He did. Teamer. That's the crazy part. He did. But he, that's why. Yeah. It but was, a guy got let go. They yeah. wanted to let him go after a month that he was there. <laughs> this isn't public knowledge, but me, Jason, and Paul knows a guy was not was supposed to be let go very quickly. That's how bad he was. Shear did nothing, and Beamer also was a joke at the end, which is why they had to let him go. Outside of all five of these coaches, basically got fired point blank that were left on the board outside of Shear, who was who did nothing. So <laughs> I, I I was in a in a rut and I just wanted to pick uh, a guy who No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean yeah. I, whoever I picked was going to be a joke. The only the only reason I was saying that was because it's just like I, I'd heard this and I like he almost it's just it was bad like internally when it came to how he managed the special teams his year as the coordinator. Guys now that oh, you've yeah. seen we've that is a three. rough that is a rough round fourth and Five. I mean, me and Jason got crapped on that round, and now Eddie jumped us, according to a few people. Yeah. Just because that is it honestly. really pronounced Fontaine or is it? Yeah. Fontaine? I think it's Fontaine. I think. Is it really? Yeah. He shouldn't have been drafted for that reason alone, but it's Fountain. That's how you pronounce that name. <laughs> Joe is killing you right now, Ben. I love it. <laughs> I mean, if qualification, and I get DQ'd on the pick. I just have four coaches. I'll take it. That's what he said. Ben was running the ball into the end zone, but before he got there, the turf monster got him and tripped him up. I mean, 20. Paul, he was the lead recruiter for Jalen Carter and Arian. Uh, Hammer time's right about the they Florida, kept, oh, oh, Florida oh, game. That was, that was, that was also a terrible moment. This was a bad moment. Here, uh, that was a yeah. I mean, yes, you, can't, you, you, can't, you, you can't excuse it. You can't excuse it. I mean, but. He he had he had 2017 all the way up until the second half against Alabama. For those that are listening on the podcast and can't see it live, Hammer Time said Cheney got us stuffed at the goal line against Florida, and we had seven plays from goal. Yes, that was that was brutal. That was ridiculous, guys. This will be up on UJSports.com. I'll put it in a thread, and uh, I'm sure I'll get roasted. Probably end up last, but that's fine. We're here for the fun. Let us know in the chat before you go. Who won this thing? Because I, like I said, I feel like somebody was running away with it at the end. Maybe stumbled a little bit. I'm not going to say who. I don't want to influence. Oh. I don't want to influence any. Look, Jason. I don't that's, that, that's because that's because you thought James Coley should have been taken. In I'm not story. influencing. Dude, you you thought Jason. both of us ha had the opportunity. Exactly, to Jason. To be Coley honest, is, is Jason, so bad. Jason I told you before this, he would be the last guy I would take. <laughs> I told you I would not take him. Jason, look, and right there, right there, that's the boy crying wolf. Because in my mind, I was talking about Ben, and you piped up right there. So you, on your own right, <laughs> you on your own right, know that your last uh, pick I'm just was saying, a I'm little just suspect. No, no. Um, guys, I feel. Oh, look at that, Andy Stowe. I think Paul made a move. I think. I think I did. I think honestly, I think this should be judged by the first four rounds, given how no, awful you can't do that. <laughs> you can't create rules after we've already established there was enough head coaches to go five rounds. We were gonna go five rounds, and that's what we did. Eddie, I think you had a very solid draft, my man. I think you did. Uh does you. it win? I don't know, but I, I, I feel like that that's a really good staff. Jason, you, you if if you had this staff, and again, we're not doing it as a staff, but if you had this staff, you wouldn't recruit hardly anybody. But you'd coach them up. They they would be we'd be get we'd be getting all the three star lunch pail kids and yep. just just yep. 
grinding yeah. away. Meanwhile, right, Ben yeah. Ben would be recruiting at a just astronomical level. But I, I would be the best recruiting staff. Who I, knows I if they could oh, oh, wait a minute. Who did you have? Oh, well, you have Hankton. So that, he, he was one of the worst recruiters I've ever heard of. Yeah, but I've got Fran Brown, Sam recruits. Pittman, Muschampin, Bobo. We're recruiting and we're coaching on my staff. But here's the thing. There, there's a caveat with your Bobo pick. If, if it's under Kirby, he's been there for three months. He hasn't. He hasn't coached it down. He hasn't look, coached it down. So that's here. why it's like you took yeah, a guy in the fifth round, that's, Paul. That's this is CBD. how bad it was. You picked a guy at the top of the fifth round who hasn't coached a snap under Kirby <laughs> and has landed one recruit. That is that. And guess what? That's a justifiable pick. That's how bad it was. So I don't want to be. If people are crapping on the fifth round, lost it for anybody. That, that's my point. You gotta All go. You gotta go one through stuff. five, baby. You gotta go one through five. Yeah, don't. Yeah, no recency bias. Let's go back and look at you know Todd Munkin, Dan Lanning, and and Mel Tucker. Come on, y'all. Those are solid picks. Yeah, I mean, like I said, guys, I think yeah. I think all of these were were really solid picks. Hey, my guys uh, built the front seven for Georgia. Built the whole entire front seven. And I hope everybody enjoyed it because you know we uh we did, and it's something to do in the off season, right? Keep you going, keep you guessing. Not to crap on any of the coaches because they're all better than all four of us combined would be on a football field. So uh, it was all fun and love. I don't want any coaches to be DMing me on Twitter saying Eddie picked me fifth. You know, you know, uh, Jason picked me second. I feel like I'm a top round pick. I don't think anybody would do that anyway. But uh, like Joe says here in the chat, the winner is the Georgia Bulldogs. It just goes to show you that we went, you know, really through. I want to say four rounds of quality, quality coaches. And Kirby's been here a long time, and that's what makes it tough, too. These coaches don't leave. There's been three positions, guys, that that they've been here since the start. So it's tough when that happens. So, you know, I, I feel like uh, that's a good good draft. Somebody asked why anybody didn't select Buster Faulkner. He wasn't actually an on-the-field coach. Yeah. And then uh, Andy Stowe was saying throughout the draft, uh, Kevin Butler, he also was not an on-the-field coach, so he right. didn't pick him right. either. Now there was Scott Sinclair. Or else right. We brought up Sinclair right. before. Yeah we, up, uh, yeah, we brought up Sinclair. We were going to put him in. Ben made a good point. He wasn't an on-the-field coach. Uh, but Scott Sinclair definitely would be in here, the strength and conditioning coach. He's been here since Jump Street. Uh, and I'm sure – where would he? Where would he end up, guys? Will he oh, there? He would have been in my top twelve. Easy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he's. Sinclair would have been for me number eight or nine, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's a top ten pick because he has influence on every player. And His role is as big as any coaches. When you and think he's it. with those guys a hell of a lot. A hell of a well, lot year of round work. when the co- when the coaches can't do yeah he's the, the sanctioned work that's the guy they go to he yeah. takes care of them in the offseason yeah I mean I, I think he's a top ten pick and uh, for Georgia to keep him around his importance is top five would have been yeah, top five. honestly yeah made the justification okay yeah. because of his importance I would have been like okay that's valid look at the guys he's changed with their yeah. bodies and everything so and look at look at the weight room what it looks like now you know yeah. compared yeah. to when he got there so that's the best weight room in the country yeah. Guys, I appreciate it so much uh, and want you guys to have a good, great weekend. Or weekend's almost over. A great week. Uh, and we will have this up on UGA Sports. You can go over there and vote. If you're not a member, it's 99 bucks a year. It's the best money you'll spend, Eddie will tell you. And uh, we, we have a great time over there. And I hope you guys had a great time with us here on YouTube, the Sunday Call-In Show. Jason, Ben, Eddie, anything from you guys before we sign out? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing? Hey, how how about this? I think it sums up beautifully what the – I don't know if it was Andy Stowe said it. Go dogs. That's all all that matters. There you go. This is the dogs. A lot of really great coaches that we had to choose from there. And uh, we hope you guys had fun. We will see you next Sunday as we uh, – there's nothing left to draft, right, guys? What else is there to draft? Uh, we should think draft. Oh, you know what we could do? The best – well, yeah, or just do the best teams maybe in the last 30 years in the modern era. That my I have way too bad of a goldfish brain there. Do you want to do Georgia teams or just all teams or something? George, like Georgia that? teams. We can – oh, or we mm, – I was going to say all Georgia teams. That's, I, like, I wouldn't know anybody. From not, but not necessarily all, but like in the last. You want me to take some hoop teams last, in there? Last 20, 20 years. 
Yeah, Luke you're going to throw out some like 1923 UGA organization that beat Samford on the – In the last 20 years. I'm so, yeah, last 20 years. That way you, you got – You could do the five, Kirby five, 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 teams because there's only like seven or eight. Yeah, you'd have to do more. It's something like that. I don't know. We could do something like that. Well, Guys, you know what you could do? We could do the player draft again, but we could do all Georgia players. Mm, I like that too. Go or all the way back. Georgia players Get some under, Frank Sinkwich. Do you want to add from Donnan? Wait, wait, wait. Seriously, Paul, do you want to go from Donnan to Kirby, all the players? We can There's do no way like I'm going to know guys under Ray Goff and Dooley. Like, I might know like three or four. Or SEC. We just stretch it out. Because like, that would be, some of the teams would be stacked. Some so. would. Guys, I am out, though. We appreciate you so much. Before you leave, real quick, hit that like on the button. And uh, we appreciate you so much. Talk to you soon.